Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I said, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. A joyous occasion to be with you today. Nebraska basketball coming off a huge victory, hard-fought victory in Pinnacle Bank Arena in front of a a very daring crowd that made it there uh, through the streets of Lincoln, the slush, the ice. It looks like it's getting a little bit better out there. But yeah, congratulations I, I, to all of you. Yeah, congratulations to everybody that went. Uh, but most importantly for, for Nebraska to get the victory, um, and, and I said it yesterday because I, I thought that that was – Potentially a, a turning point. It's kind of weird to call a game in, in, in you know mid January a must win victory, but it, it is. It felt like okay if they if they can't get things going here, and ultimately it's getting a W. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they can play well and, and get the loss, and, and certainly part of it was at least keeping the game close because they had lost a few by double digits. But um, to get that victory uh, puts them in a different echelon where the Big Ten is. Puts them not too behind, no, not too far behind the eight ball as far as uh, what should be every team's goal in the Big Ten to at least get to 500, especially with this difficult of schedule that could put you um, in in a potential postseason play. And who knows? You win a few more games in the tournament. Uh, Big Ten tournament, that <laughs> yeah. is. You might even make the big dance. Now, I don't think this, you know, if you just watch it right now, this feels like a, a big dance type of team. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that'd be fair to have the expectations, but I like the the longer you can make it interesting, um, you know, the better it is. And I thought last night was very important to keep it interesting. Yeah, if they want any chance of, I'm not even going to say, you know, postseason tournament. I mean, I guess you could say postseason tournament for the NIT. But if they want any chance of of postseason action after the season is over, they're going to have to finish in in the top fifty percent, top half of the of the Big Ten, and they're. Sitting kind of pretty right now. I mean, they're three and five. They're they're the fifth worst team in the Big Ten. So they're not you know too far near or they're pretty close to the bottom, but they're closer to the middle. Um, and two of those losses, by the way, to Purdue. So yeah. I mean, so I mean, the best team. The, probably the, not the fairest start for Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, when you have, and this is what I'm saying. If you want, you can make the NIT with with this schedule. They have the hardest strength of schedule to date out of anybody in the country, um, and they're sitting. One game over 500. They're you know they're two games under 500 in the conference, but overall one game over 500. They match their win total from last season already, uh, considering that last year it took them until March to get their tenth win. Yeah. I think they're trending in a pretty good direction right now. Um, you got a solid win against an Ohio State team that I said it yesterday that they're not as an insult to Ohio State, they're kind of on Nebraska's level in terms of record-wise. And watching Ohio State yesterday, it seems as if if their freshman, which is kind of is weird to say, uh, if their freshman isn't scoring at a high clip, then they're not that good of a team. Which, uh, for a Big Ten team, is weird to say. Normally a Big Ten team, you're not looking for a freshman to kind of carry your team, but that's exactly what Ohio State is doing, is they're leaning on their freshman. And he was 0 for... Eight, yeah, I believe, eight. Uh, until he finally made a couple free throws uh, to to kind of break the lid, and, and he started scoring a little bit more. But this Nebraska men's basketball team, 
doing this without Juwan Gary and with a look, I I know he played, but there's no way you can tell me that Sam Greasel is a hundred percent. He he and and the broadcasters were mentioning it as well. He you could tell he was struggling to get the full power out of his jumps. Get you know he was missing free throws because uh, whatever I don't remember what the injury is. It's, is it his hip? Or I don't remember what it is. I'm yeah, not like going to speculate. Yeah, something, something weird yeah. like that where he's not getting all of the power out of his legs for his free throws, for his jump shots, for really anything. He's still playing through it, obviously. He's a, t- he's a tough kid, um, and he's playing decently well. But it's a major difference from the same Greasel we saw earlier in the season. Yeah, and it, it is. I mean, it's it's a long season. They're going to have to go through that stretch, and, and maybe he probably – I mean, I don't know when this happened, but, I mean, he's been diving on the floor, giving his ultimate effort, the kid from Lincoln. Um, obviously, it's a great story, and uh, and he was instrumental again last night. It might not be 100%, but his jump shot actually looks pretty good. He's not known as a great three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, was two of three from beyond the arc last night. Um, free throws, still a bit of a struggle, five of eight from there, but led the team with 15 points, uh, added in seven rebounds, normally uh, with his uh, assists as well. Three assists. So, I mean, he had a good game. A clutch tap back. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't know if, if people understand how difficult in the moment that was where his foot was out of bounds. He had to wherewithal to reestablish. First off, pull his hands back to not touch it, reestablish himself, and still tap the ball back past uh, the big man, uh, Key, I, I think it was Key, key yeah. uh, who was right in front of him and get the ball to to Bandamel uh, to, to, to keep possession of the ball. Um, and good move. Well, I guess it was within the last two minutes, so they challenged it anyway, or they reviewed it anyways. But, you know, Fred was doing the thing. He wanted to challenge it regardless. But the wherewithal, the 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 mental capacity, the the athleticism to bring your foot in from out of bounds and still, you know, lean out of bounds, keep your hands back and tap the ball back in all in. I don't even know how fast he did it. Like it was, it was extremely impressive by Sam Griesel to, to keep possession of the ball in a very critical moment. Yeah, that in I mean, there's just a lot of storylines to break down. Casey Tamanaga getting his start, led the team in field goal attempts. I like that. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't necessarily have his best game, but he's a guy that can kind of create his own offense. And as he's shown, has has developed in at this level and in, in the college game in in the United States um, to being more than just a three point threat. And mm-hmm. his three point shot was not necessarily on last night, um, but there, I think they need to have him continue to be that aggressive. Uh, and he took advantage of his starting minutes to go ahead and do that. But the biggest excitement one for me was Denim Dawson. Denim Dawson, I mean, Nebraska... Reached all the way back into his bag of tricks. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he had some nice English off the glass there a few times uh, to get some of his points, but it wasn't just that. Of course, those were the highlights. He filled the Juwan Gary role. I mean, and he was doing it early, and he did it throughout the game. Uh, Eight points total, uh, uh, seven rebounds, or the other way around, seven Seven points, points, eight rebounds, um, and and just kind of, you know... uh, Sticking his nose on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. Got um, a block, hustled back on a, yeah. on a play where he probably got fouled, was knocked to the ground, hustled all the way back to the other side and contested a shot. Like that that's that's exactly what you would get from Jawan Gary. Yeah. And that's what Denim Dawson was doing. It was extremely impressive. And the bad news out of last night uh, was something that they announced after the game. Fred said that Jawan Gary will be out for the season. We knew it was gonna be um, maybe a possibility that you could get him down the stretch, but he said, Yeah, he's gonna be out for the season. So you need somebody to play that role. Mm-hmm. It's different, you know. There's a difference between doing it once and consistently doing it. So that's what we're gonna have to see. Hopefully, out of Denim Dawson, but Jamarcus Lawrence um, is is proving a little bit more that he can he can add to the add to the game. Everybody mm-hmm. that got into the game 
helped out, and, uh, and including I, my boy, including oh oh yeah, Ole, my boy Oleg. Oleg. Five minutes, one for one from the field, two points, and and he was in for the final like three minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean they had the lineup out there with them it was kind of surprising. Now Derek Walker had foul trouble, Brydenbach got into foul trouble, mm-hmm. and really just had a had a tough. A matchup there with Zed Key just didn't match up with them well. No, Derek Walker matches matches up the best with Zed Key, and when yeah. he was getting into foul trouble, you had to put in Wilhelm, you had to put in Oleg. You were you know running a little bit of a small ball as well, so it was it was rough down there in the paint because you you saw as soon as Derek Walker fouled out and they had Wilhelm in, they were going to the post right away. They were getting the ball to Zed and and trying to have him use his size and his strength uh, against the. Um, slider of frame, Wilhelm Breidenbach. And, and look, they were holding their own in the paint. The doubles were working really well. Uh, again, the defense for Nebraska hustling all around, sprinting to the three-point line and, and forcing them off of – forcing Ohio State off the three-point line. Again, extremely impressive. And I thought it was interesting, too. Jamarcus Lawrence said uh, in the in the post game um, that he was wondering if if his first time going to the podium uh, would boost his uh, boost his attributes like an NBA two K <laughs> uh, because you know that is it is they give yeah, you a it little does. congratulations yeah it does it, it's depe- a, it's uh, it depends it depends on what answer he chose did he choose <laughs> right. did he choose the the show off answer did his did he choose the team did specific he anger answer? the media yeah did he get his <laughs> did he <laughs> did he get his his uh, Team, uh, what is it? I don't remember what it is. The, the yeah, team, team rating, chemistry up. team chemistry yeah. up. So then he can activate his team takeover at some point during the game where everybody's hot. I don't know if he. I don't know. I don't know what answer he chose. So we'll have to. We'll have to see next game. But it, either way, I mean, you could joke about it, but there's there's no substitution for being able to play. Not so much the podium stuff. I mean, yeah. it helps too in a different way. But um, for playing meaningful minutes in the big 10, mm-hmm. you know, at this level. And, and those guys are coming along and they, they, uh, again, I felt like it was more. So, sometimes I feel like Jamarcus Lawrence is out there um, for his length and defense and, and, you know, just kind of pass along the ball. It, it felt like an all hands on deck approach. It wasn't like, all right, you need to be carved into this role. And this is what we need from you tonight. Without Juwan Gary, it's kind of like, all right, we're going to need more from everybody. And, everybody's and everybody gotta, pitched in. Yeah, everybody's got to contribute, and that's exactly what happened. You got a lot of different con- con- contributions from a lot of different people. Uh, Nebraska, as you said, struggled from the free throw line, only hit six threes, only attempted 21 threes. Um, Kase Tominaga led the way with six attempts, only hit one of them. Uh, a lot of off balance shots for Kase. I understand. I, I was listening to, um, I think it might have. I think it might have been DP and Jay were talking about um, all of the off-ball movement for for Kase and CJ, how they needed to as soon as they not you know not as soon as they touched it, but they needed to get more shots up to build that confidence. And I mean, Kase was doing just that, but he was also driving to the bucket, which, as you said, he he's he's shown that he can do that. And the fact that he's you know the best free throw shooter on the team, unfortunately, he missed his first free throw of the season last yeah. night. Because uh, Kevin Kugler kept mentioning that he had to miss a free throw, <laughs> I blame you, Kevin Kugler. That's right. Whoever's listening, clip this and send it to him. I blame you, Kevin Kugler. You did this. You made you made him miss his free throw. <laughs> uh, miss his first free throw of the season last night. He's still the best free throw shooter on the team. Drives to the bucket. If he if he draws those fouls, we'll get there, and those are almost automatic points for him. Um, and he's proven that he has you know some nice uh some nice uh, uh a nice little layup package with the oh, left yeah. hand. What I like too, I mean, he he basically went one on four on a fast break. Now there's only one guy in front of him, mm-hmm. um, so he made him miss and then got fouled with uh, another guy contesting got him. Fouled hard. Yeah, but uh, and one on a one on four. Uh, you love to see it. I'll Casey. take it. I'll take <laughs> it. I thought he was going to pull the three. 
Yeah. But he went to the bucket. Got the end <laughs> one. Not mad about it. And then Fred, the thing we have to talk about, Fred got teed up. Yeah, you don't see that often. Fred doesn't get teed up. No. Showing some emotion. Um, but the refs were, and this isn't just Nebraska, this is both both ways. The refs were struggling last night. There were some things where you're like, that was a very, there was a lot of contact and no foul. And then, you know, Casey Tominaga barely touches a guy yeah. and there's a foul. Like they were, they were struggling all over the place last night. Um, that and last and game Fred game was, Fred game was not feeling it. Bad, yeah. Fred was not feeling it. Got animated, was yelling at the refs. Um, lucky he didn't get a second tee because he was not letting him, not letting him get away. He saw the players and the assistant coaches kind of pulling it back. Um, but hey, he got animated. He got teed up. Maybe it gave the team some some juice, and uh, they came away with the win. I can't, you know, can't really uh, have too much negative to say because they came away with a win, even though that final shot for Ohio State was uh, pretty damn open. Yeah, and a little bit scary there. And Fred said after the game that they were trying to get a foul um, communicated to the team. They just didn't do it, so that they, you know, down three, they'd have to go and, and hit two free throws and mm-hmm. then extend the game. There didn't happen, so they kind of had to hold their breath at the end uh, with the rest of Pinnacle Bank Arena. But Nebraska got the win. On the other end of it, Chris Holtman in in, in Ohio State five game losing streak ties the longest losing streak Yeesh. in the Chris Holtman era, and in uh, Ohio State fans are not happy. I also want to say this, and I don't know why this is. I don't know of any. I don't know why, but. For some reason, Ohio State, I separate their football and basketball. Like, I just don't identify them as the same university for some reason. I don't know if there's any other schools that you can maybe feel that way for you, but maybe it's just because of the, the helmets or something. I, I feel like it's just like a different fan base. I don't know. Kind of weird. I feel like that's every basketball and football tool. Do you? Yeah. Because a lot of schools that are bad at football are pretty good at basketball. A lot of schools that yeah. are bad at basketball are pretty good at football. Not saying that that's the case everywhere, but it happens. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Well, uh, let's take a quick break here. We're up against it on the Ticket Water Cooler. We'll be right back with a lot of talk, including about Eric Gilbert, uh, the big-time Georgia former five-star tight end who mm-hmm. was visiting this weekend. That's a position of need, and that's a big body. We'll talk about that coming up next year, along with a lot of other transfers, um, quarterbacks finding landing spots in the transfer portal, uh, including another one that will face Nebraska next year. We'll talk about that as well on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 